We need your help to keep the North Omaha History Podcast going. Please go to NorthOmahaHistory.com slash podcast, click on the Patreon link, and consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. We'd like to thank Lori Schwartz, Wanda Lewis, and Jim Collison for becoming patrons. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Whack! The smack of the bat against a baseball rang out through the neighborhood, and with that, a crowd of 20,000 people cheered loud enough for almost all of North Omaha to hear. The year 1939 and the American Legion World Series was being held in Fontenelle Park along Ames Avenue. For more than 20 years, minor league ball was played in the park, Uh, with uh, this World Series a culminating event. Over the course of its entire life, North Omaha's Fontenelle Park has hidden a great baseball and fireworks legacy. Adam, tell us more. Well, you know, way back when Horace Cleveland first came to Omaha, Horace Cleveland was a landscape architect from the East Coast, and he had been working with cities around the country to really beautify them and make them into something special with their parks. He came to Omaha and he saw the land at Miller Park and he carved that out and made it beautiful. And he saw the land along Florence Boulevard and he carved that out and made it beautiful. But he really had a vision for the entire city becoming something of a kind of a special green space uh, that people could relax and enjoy and really take in nature, but also get away from the hustle and bustle of the downtown and all of its factories and railroad shops and different things. And one of the spaces that he envisioned becoming something special was Fontenelle Park. Uh, so he he laid out a plan for Fontenelle Park. It took the city of Omaha a little while to get it going, but once they did, man, they really hewed right into that land. They built up a gigantic baseball area uh, that had massive stands for up to 20,000 people to watch baseball, as well as uh, dugouts and a clubhouse and all kinds of different features. Eventually, they ended up putting in a gigantic... oh. They had cleared out, I just learned this recently, that they had cleared out an entire swampy area and moved all of that water into the area that became the Fontenelle Park Pond. Uh, And that pond uh, was really the culmination of good uh, sewage engineering and uh, water management by the city of Omaha. Anyhow, they took all of this infrastructure and they made it into a delicious park. They put in a golf course, they put in... Uh, all kinds of summer activities and different things that folks could do to really have fun there. And it became a very special place. All the way into the 1920s and 30s, uh, baseball was a really big deal at Fontenelle Park, and people really played it up. You know, just to the south there of Fontenelle Park was Krug Park. The difference between Krug Park and Fontenelle Park was really important, though, because Krug Park was very private, and it was a place where you went to an amusement park and you could swim, but Fontenelle Park was supposed to complement that and, and really not compete with it in as much as provide a free space where everybody could come and have a good time. And it worked. When the golf course went in, it became really popular. Uh, there were also tennis courts. And, and that, that pond ended up not just being a great fishing hole, but in the wintertime was a very popular place to ice skate. They had a, a winter carnival there and also had curling leagues. Uh, that met there, that met at Miller Park, Hanscom, a couple different other places. And they had um, uh, all kinds of skating and just different things that went on right there on the pond. 
So Fontenelle Park was a pretty important place with a lot going on for sure. The two-story pavilion is beautiful. And it's still there, and that's super fun too. You know, they decided to put that pavilion in with the idea that uh, different people would need spaces at the park for uh, different kinds of uses. So the pavilion went in, and it really has served a lot of purposes. In its life, it has been for general public use in all kinds of ways, and people can still rent it and do all kinds of fun things there. But it's also had a lot of different purposes. Uh, the basement was used as a shooting range for more than 30 years. There was a boxing club that was held in there for a while. Uh, the Omaha Boys and Girls Club met there, uh, had a kind of an outreach area there for several decades. It's the other thing that it housed on the second floor, for more than 100 years, they had a live-in caretaker who took care of the entire park and lived right there at the pavilion. So it was a really special building, and its its historical beauty is still intact because you look at it today and it's identical to how it was. You know that Fontenelle Park is one of the reasons why the city of Omaha went ahead and applied to have the entire parks and boulevard system in Omaha put on the National Register of Historic Places because so many of the buildings and so many of the parks are so intact for their historical purposes and what they looked like 100 years ago that they decided, hey, we need to preserve this and really make sure it's special. Before we had the Omaha Royals and uh, the, the Storm Chasers, our, our AAA uh, team was part of the St. Louis Cardinals organization. The Omaha Cardinals were around for quite a while. Now, I understand they made some major re renovation to the baseball field just before World War II, and the Cardinals were set to move in, but that didn't happen. First thing, World War II sucked all of the baseball out of Omaha, just like it did everywhere in the country, because all these men went off to war. But when they came back, there was so much emphasis on building up these neighborhoods uh, to the west of, of North Omaha, and so much emphasis on building up the spaces that where they could have massive activities, that the vision for Rosenblatt Stadium, Mayor Rosenblatt himself was the one who wanted to see baseball happen at Fontenelle Park. When he passed away, people wanted to honor him and have something bigger than what Fontenelle Park could offer. And the neighborhood around there, to be fair, uh, including the Fairfax neighborhood and uh, the neighborhood around North High, they protested. They didn't want that many people to come to their neighborhood all of the time. So the city ended up looking to the south. Uh, and what we understood to become Rosenblatt Stadium was really born out of a need to, all right, North Omaha doesn't want us. Where do we go? And so that's how Rosenblatt Stadium was built in South Omaha. But that legacy of baseball, super important thing because it lasts today. There was a period between the 1960s and the 1990s, early 90s, when uh, Fontenelle Park was in decline. It, it really began to, uh, it was a rough neighborhood to be in, in the first place. But people didn't use it. They didn't use it for baseball. They didn't use it for recreation the way that they had in the past. There were still kids in the neighborhood, and they still needed a place to play. And there were still activities that the city Parks and Rec tried, but nothing really picked up that fire until the early 90s when Omaha North High School, my alma mater, stepped in with their baseball team and said, hey, you know what? This place matters to us. And they spent their own time and energy and money, ultimately, to repair that baseball field that's down there. And they built, a, they built it back up. They put in great fencing. They got private donations to put in new bleachers, and they've done so much work. And today it's a first-class baseball facility because of the parents and the alumni and the people behind the North High Vikings baseball team. So much props to them for getting in there. The other cool thing that's going on right now, Steve, is that the city of Omaha is actually renovating the entire park. They've taken out the golf course because, honestly, golf isn't entirely that popular in North Omaha today. 
but they've replaced that with some beautiful trails. They put in a blasting spray park there that's filled with water fun for kids in the summertime. They put in a disc golf course that people are using all over the entire park. And right now they're renovating the pond and really doing a lot of work to bring Fontenot Park into the next century of use for its in its life. So that's a pretty exciting thing to see too. When my daughter, my youngest daughter, was in high school, I, I, I'm assuming they still do this, but Creighton Prep had a citywide cross-country invitational at Fontenelle Park, and they began the race on the, the tee-off for the first hole, what used to be the tee-off for the first hole. So hmm. that was kind of cool. Well, and today, that entire golf course is a beautiful nature area, which we know is there. these are missing around Omaha and real opportunities for Omahans to interact with the prairie as it was before people moved in. And so that golf course area is being renovated into a prairie area where people can interact with the grass, interact with that sense of, oh my gosh, this place used to have very few trees. It used to be a wide open view. I mean, Willa Cather talks about the sea of grass uh, and the wagons rolling across that grass when they got to the Nebraska side of the Missouri River. So we know that that happened right there where Fontenelle Park is today, and they're restoring some of that beauty, at least so we can get a historical sense of what it was at one point. Oh, that's great, Adam. And uh, we need your help to keep this North Omaha History podcast afloat. Go to NorthOmahaHistory.com slash podcast, click on the Patreon button, and become a patron for as little as a buck a month. And uh, we thank Wanda Lewis and Jim Collison for becoming patrons. And if you like the program, tell your friends about it. Tell them to give it a listen. And, and also check out Adam's great selection of books on, on Amazon. And Adam, how can we reach you? You know, Steve, I love to hear from people, and so I've put a comment feature on every single page of NorthOmahaHistory.com. If you really want to reach out, get in there and uh, leave me a comment. You can also click on the contact button, and that will give you an opportunity to get a hold of me directly. I love to get questions, comments, concerns, and considerations every day, so feel free to hit me a note anytime. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.